All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthume and Michael Biebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 5, Episode 10 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast, brought to you by Odd Shark. I'm your host, Brock Segan. We got Dylan D. Berthume and Michael Biebs Bondi with me. How's it going, boys? Good. Happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, uh, life's good. The Avs uh, haven't lost in regulation, so um, you are just I'm, proudly I'm absolute all smiles. So I, I apologize if I'm just cheesing, you know, cheek to cheek this episode, boys. It'll happen. Proudly no. repping a yeah. dozen Kadri. Hell yeah, Avalanche. All is good in the life of Biebs. I'll tell you that. We could use Nazem Kadri right now. The Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. You could. Tyson Berry though, he uh, he's gonna I mean, play center. He's doing things. He, he's <laughs> he's up front like he's playing center. No, but, Kerfoot's uh, gonna probably slide into the top six. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see it's tomorrow morning. Be, it's got to be Kerfoot moving up. Well, it could uh, be. If, sorry, just could be Nylander just moving up. Just so everyone knows what we're talking uh, about. Yeah. Um, John Tavares is out at least two weeks. Broke his finger in mm-hmm. Washington last night. Mm-hmm. Scored a goal with a broken finger. Yes. Worth yes, noting. That's top, decent. Yeah. Top. Cheddar. Breaking a digit and then Genoan boys probably love that. That's, shot. That's our, that's Toronto's captain right there. Uh, that's my captain. Um, You'd have to assume that it's gonna be Kerfoot moves up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's can Kerfoot know, handle a top six center job though? I mean, we'll see. It's two weeks. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, they said reevaluate in two weeks, so they're being really misleading with that. But like a broken finger, how bad yeah. could it be? I don't know. Tape it must that, have been tape that shit together. Yeah. I'm assuming it was probably just really swollen this yeah. morning and mm-hmm. can't hold a hockey stick. Blah 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 blah. Also sounds like the type of injury you play through in April, yeah. but not in October. Um, yeah, Jason's I don't know. Time or they're what? gonna put him through the Banks test and I just mean, make sure he can do that. It makes sense, but 
assuming Babcock does the logical thing is never the, uh, never, you know, the likely outcome. I, I think, you it's know, gonna, I, think I think, think there's a real chance he moves Nylander back to the middle, even though uh, the front office has been adamant that they don't want that to happen. That's what season. I was going to suggest. I think it's going to be like two games of Kerfoot. They're going to win like, they might lose both games. It's Boston-Tampa, right? Next two games? I know it's definitely oh, Boston. Yeah, it's oh. tough. Boston on Saturday, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure after that. Um, Maybe Kerfoot, and then, like, I guess it all depends. I think the one thing that's interesting about it is that it could lead to moving Marner to with Matthews, and that's something that a lot of Leafs fans want to see. Um, or Marner with Nylander would yeah. be kind of Or just, like, even, like, Marner with Kerfoot, like, that would obviously help Kerfoot kind of... Yeah. yeah, there's definitely Fit room into that for role. someone. Perfect's look good too, but it's you know. I was gonna say there's room for someone to gain fantasy um, relevance for the next couple of weeks. Let's say that. So yeah, like either, definitely keep an eye on. Whoever it could definitely boost hole. Matthews' value if Marner moves up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they move Nylander back to the middle there. It all depends kind of how that all shakes out. Um, the Leafs' next two games, uh, they got Columbus on Monday after they play Boston Saturday, and then they play Boston again on Tuesday. Um, San Jose, Montreal, uh, Washington again. Uh, and then hopefully Tavares is back for the Philly game. They got a, the Washington games on Tuesday, the 29th, and they don't play again until the Saturday uh, against Philly. So if I had to put money on it, that's probably the most likely return for Tavares. So, yeah, I mean, you got to you got to remember to reevaluate him in two weeks, see where he's at after that point. But exactly. I mean, he shouldn't miss too much more than two weeks. Obviously, a huge blow. Uh, not really something Leafs fans. And, you know, I wrote about it today. Um, just like, not only is it just a massive blow for the Leafs, but it's also just something that hasn't happened in. Uh, in a while, like Tavares is normally extremely durable. Uh, he's only missed combined seven games over the last five seasons, so yeah, it's not really bad. something that eighty-two last year, eighty-two is last year. Yeah, hasn't missed a game in two years, and he's only missed seven in the last That's five the years. That's the average per year. Yeah, um, and it's you know just off of you know staying rested. So. Right, pretty freak injury too. For, That's impressive you know, as hell. Yeah, especially for a guy who just was logging heavy minutes in New York and just an absolute horse. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he deserves a little break. But all right. Yeah, wait, mad bud talk off the... Yeah, enough about Johnny T. Oh, no, it's important, though. It's a huge injury. Hell yeah. Um, obviously, these fans are worried about uh, Tavares' injury. Now we're going to talk about some fantasy players that we may or may not be worried about. Um, obviously, we're, again, only a week or two into the season here. It's, it's not, time to uh, panic. It's yeah, time to not panic. Time, you know, we're not pushing the panic button, really, uh, on anybody yet, but... Um, I've reached out to the board on Daily Faceoff and said, hey, who are you guys freaking out about? And uh, I compiled uh, the top 10 most frequented answered players. Um, and we're going to talk about you know whether or not we are concerned about these guys moving forward. If we're not concerned because it's only been two weeks, um, you know, kind of just gauge everybody's level of worriedness on on every player so uh we're gonna start in san jose with eric carlson um obviously probably the number two maybe number three maybe even number one fantasy defenseman off boards uh in many drafts this uh fall off had a slow start last yep. year too ended up rebounding slow so uh d we'll start with you how worried are you about eric carlson's slow start i think he's right in line with what he did last season uh which is obviously a, a little bit concerning just from a goal scoring perspective uh you know uh, carlson had uh four straight seasons with at least 16 goals uh and then uh had nine in his last uh full season with ottawa uh, and then last year with San Jose, had three in 53 games. Uh, shot 1.8%, so obviously a lot of us were expecting that to bounce back this year. 
Uh, but Carlson shooting the puck a lot less, which is obviously concerning. Uh, just 12 shots through six games, two shots a game. Uh, not really what we're used to seeing from him. Uh, On pace for less shots than last year, yeah. despite you know missing almost 30 games last year. Right, right. So uh, still has four assists in six games, and obviously I think he's still a starting fantasy defenseman, still a, 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 absolutely a top 10 fantasy defenseman. Probably borderline top five, but without the goal scoring, I think it's going to be tough for him to return value on that early second to third round pick that we saw him get. Another thing that's concerning uh, early on, they just seem kind of uh, content with having Carlson uh, play that on that second power play unit and Burns kind of be the man on that top unit. Last year, it was a lot of them both being there or it was a lot of Carlson being there and sometimes Burns on the yeah, second Carlson unit. did have a stretch where he was on the top unit by himself. I think it only lasted maybe a game and a half and then yeah. they put Burns back up there. Exactly, exactly. They were doing two at the start uh, and then, yeah, it really seems like... Uh, you know, and I, and I get it. Like you, you, you know, there's no one better at getting the puck through from the point than Brent Burns. Uh, and certainly, with they have enough talents there. Still Imagine not having as much, that luxury oh, yeah. pick between the two. Yeah, <laughs> not as much depth as there was there last year, but it's still enough where you know you can kind of roll out two balanced units, especially with those two quarterbacks. But we know how it works. The first unit on the ice is inevitably going to get more ice time because uh, if they score, the second unit doesn't even get a chance to go out. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's some concern here. I still think he's a safe bet for 60 points if he plays the full season, uh, but maybe not quite the point-per-game guy that uh, we saw for so many years in Ottawa. Uh, Beavs, before we go to you, breaking news on the DFO podcast. Obviously, won't be breaking news tomorrow, but Jack Hughes picks up his first career NHL point. Massive. Yeah. Um, so, Assist. for those of you thinking of dropping him, uh, he's you, can, you can hang on to him, but no, you never should have thought that. Um for me, you know, it's 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 the same old Eric Carlson that we saw last year. We saw him miss the first game of the season kind of unexpectedly for the birth of his child. I think that, you know, that slows a guy up. And, uh, the nerve. Yeah. The nerve, eh? <laughs> These athletes. But um, realistically, four assists through six games, not too terrible. I know. I was I'm surprised how many people were freaking out. I mean, I guess yeah. when you spend such an early pick on a defenseman, you want... And what um, it is, too, it's like his ranking just looks terrible across the board because he's he's minus and he's not getting the shots. But... A common theme with San Jose right now um, that I think a lot of people are going to notice, and that'll happen when you lose your first four games, is that everyone underperformed so far to start this year. So yeah. um, guys like Timu Meyer, Kevin LeBanc, um, these are your guys just kind of, you know, chill Thomas Hurdle. Thomas Hurdle, uh, yeah, chill a little. They're going to, if you're doing well with guys like this on your roster, I don't think you have to worry because they're only going to improve. And this is a team, um, you know, San Jose, they are what they thought they were. Um, they're, they're really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they've lost some talent though, for sure. And you can kind of see it uh, in his possession too, like 59.3% last year, 51.4 so far this season, just six games. So we don't want to try to overreact too much. Exactly. The on yeah. streamer percentage isn't terribly low. Uh, so it's really hard to imagine him just kind of bouncing shots. back to around a 70 point pace. Uh, yeah. Without shooting more and, and really scoring more. The assists yeah. are going to be there for sure. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, not as much depth as there was on that team last year. Uh, and maybe some of the guys that we were hoping were taking a step forward aren't quite ready yet. So maybe not as a strong of a supporting cast for Carlson this season. Yeah, uh, you mentioned it. On pace for 54 assists still with four assists through five games. Uh, that would put him you know, right in line with what he had in 2017 and 2018. Um, last year, kind of a write-off of the injury. So still right on pace with his career average. Not career average, but kind of last few year average. Uh, sure. 54 assists. So you just got to... Assume that he's going to pop in a couple more goals. Could easily still be a 65-point player this year. So I'm not worried uh, too much. Uh, Timo Meyer, a guy that we all absolutely loved coming into the season. Also struggling, Biebs, you kind of just mentioned it. Uh, how, you know, Where are you guys at with Timo Meyer? Obviously, it's a guy that we all loved a lot coming into the season. 
And, uh, we, we, you know, we made sure that everybody knew it. We made sure everyone went out and drafted him. He's got one goal, one assist through seven games so far this year. Uh, shooting just 4.8%, though. Uh, D, we'll start again with you here on uh, Timo Meyer. Uh, I think the like the real concern, uh, obviously the shots totals are still strong. Three shots a game. Mm-hmm. Um, on ice shooting percentage, like terrible, terrible, terrible. 4.9%. Yeah, teams is. Yeah, so we can really expect that to bounce back uh, and, and should really help pad his totals. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm totally confident he can still get back to a 30-30 season uh, like he put last season. Whether or not he has that breakout that a lot of people and us were kind of hoping for, uh, I think it remains to be seen. The most concerning part about this slow start for Meyer is that it started to cost him some opportunity. He's already been moved off that top power play unit where it really looked like he was going to be a staple all season. That's what it sounded like in the preseason. Uh, and that's where he was to start the year. But the power play gets off to a slow start. Meyer himself gets off to a slow start and suddenly he finds himself on that second unit. Uh, so that's the main concern for me. Uh, still playing more than he ever has, though. Averaging 18 and a half minutes a night. Um, possession numbers strong enough. Uh, that line in general has struggled, though. So there is some concerns there. Uh, again, I, I think he gets back to what he did last year. Uh, but whether or not he builds on that, it seems doubtful at this point. Yeah, I think that's exactly it for a guy who I mean, we are very guilty of expecting to have that that breakout to the next step. You know, maybe push that seventy plus point thing. I don't think it's looking like that might not happen. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's pretty same with our projections. Exactly, though, right? Yeah. I think we had him ranked somewhere between eighty to ninety, or maybe seventy to ninety, somewhere in that range. Uh, nothing too crazy, and certainly if you still get thirty thirty from there, it's it's more than reasonable, especially yeah. the goal scoring and the shots are there. So I got confidence that yeah. the goal scoring will bounce back. And but. he is clearly, you know, he is one of the he's their future option. They gave him that big contract yep. in the off season. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, twenty one shots. That's uh, that's not bad through seven games. If you're gonna get three a game, I'll take that, especially with what he can do. Um, l- would love to see him back on that top hour play like you mentioned, but other than that, there's not much more that I could add. I mean, I mean he's. I think we know what we're going to get from him. It's kind of starting to look yeah, like. I think but, like, well, what, I mean, he's still only 23 too. So what we were saying too in the preseason is um, there was not a whole lot of room for him to really grow in the goal scoring department. Yeah. After you're scoring 30 goals last year. I mean, how many more shots do you want? Yeah. He's on pace for 250 shots again, pretty much. If he shoots 250 times, he's probably scoring 30 goals. Like yeah, that's right. going to happen. Well, I mean, two, we're expecting more, you know, some more assists. The ice time is there. All the signs are for the production are still there. Obviously, if you know, you got to, Maybe a nine on ice shooting percentage through seven games. Yeah. You got three or four more assists. I'm, I'm not, not really not that worried concerned. about this one. I'm not though, saying yeah. we were expecting a whole lot more, but I think it is disappointing. Like when a, a guy, you know, gets 250 shots on goal in less than 17 minutes a night. Uh, as a 22 year old, you certainly hope and you know you certainly can believe that there's upside for this guy to be around the lead league in shots and certainly push for 300 shots yeah. when you get that kind of production that young. And it doesn't look like especially uh, playing that's 17 minutes a night, you get a, almost a two minute uh, exactly. bump in ice time per game. You'd exactly. expect that, you know. And right now, you know, if he still ends up with 300 shots or, or sorry, 250 shots, still going to score 30 goals. So I, I guess the level of concern is not there because there's no glaring red flags yeah. to say that this it's is just you know, disappointing the, that he's not taking that next step. I yeah, think, I mean, really again, it. right? It's yeah. still super early. He could go yeah. off and score six goals next week. Oh, and he's, we're, you know, yeah, he's right back, back at a point per game. We're talking next week right. about, but at such a thin position, dual wing eligibility, he's mm-hmm. still a premium talent oh, yeah. and definitely a buy low target right now. Yeah. And like I said, San Jose is a wagon. They, uh, they got some scoring ability out there. They are a wagon. All right, uh, let's go to Carolina, a team that we all uh, loved coming into the year as well, and we certainly weren't alone in that. I got off to a hot start, but Sebastian Ajo, um, not so much. Two goals, one assist through eight games. Uh, He's 7.1 shooting percentage. Uh, Still a 10.2 on ice shooting percentage, which is a bit surprising. One of those is an open netter, too. Yeah. I should throw that in. The the possession numbers are extremely strong. 61.9% Corsi 4 
plus 12 course relative to uh, one of the best possession teams in hockey. So a uh, lot of positives, uh, you know, in, in Aho's underlying numbers, but the results just haven't been there yet this year. Uh, a bit of a deduction in ice time this year, uh, down to 19 minutes versus 20 last year. But the Hurricanes, you know, if... if uh, All it takes is one injury and he's at, you know, 21. Well, it's just like they, they, they rely on guys like... Uh, like stall pretty heavily. Yeah. Their third line with Eric Howla has taken a massive step forward this year, which Guys is like huge Martin for them. Neckass, so, they're starting but, to take up some time. You know, my favorite DFS punch of all time. Love that oh, guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sebastian Howe, two goals, one assist in uh, in eight games. Beebs, where's your concern level here? Oh, absolutely nowhere. Um, like you said, the underlining numbers they are there. This is just a case of bad puck luck. It seems Carolina is playing decent as a team um and Aho's just gonna fall into place it's if, if you watch he still is looks that, great yeah he's a he's so dominant out there he's it, it, it you watch guys like I, I say McDavid and he's not on that level but you watch McDavid and you notice him right away you watch Aho though and you see him every single shift it's a Nathan McKinnon effect same thing I mean Matthews now too and uh those are the guys you know even when they are in these slumps it's gonna turn around they're just yeah. too dominant He's that guy. Shots are way up. At, he's got 28 shots through eight games. Um, I'm not too worried. He's shooting 5% below his career average. Um, he brings that up three more percent. And, yeah, well, 7% just yeah. way lower than what he's ever Absolutely. shot at any point in his career. Yeah. As I mentioned, 2000 open netter. And uh, I know he has a shorthanded goal as well. I'm not sure if that was the same one. But um, yeah, Aho, not too much to worry about. I, that minute that he's missing right now, you know, that could just be a difference of situations in those yeah, eight still, games that they still played. still a lot of ice time. Yeah, we're, we're so early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had he had one game uh, against Florida where he only played yeah. uh, 14 minutes and 52 seconds. Yeah, so I was gonna say all it takes is him getting hit hard once. Humongous lead, yeah. yeah. Or he um, gets a stinger, goes off yeah. the bench for on shit, pace for yeah. a career high 287 shots. Um, Love I, that. You know, he's shot 12.4 percent throughout his career, so he shoots 287 times at 12.4 percent. That's 36 goals. That's a career high. For the him. real concern or where the dip in production has come is on the power play. Like you said, all the even strength numbers are there. Aho has not registered a power play point yet through eight games, yeah. so uh, which is incredibly disappointing. Uh, their power play percentage as a team sits somewhere around like 17%, 22nd in the NHL. Yeah. The only reason it's halfway decent is because the second unit has been really, really strong. <laughs> so Obviously, weird. Dougie Hamilton has been a huge part of that. Uh, so hopefully Rod Brindamore kind of smartens up and finally gives Dougie Hamilton the usage he deserves, puts him on that top power play unit, because uh, that seems like it could really be a, a huge boost. Uh, again, it's uh, he's of that same ilk of, as Brent Burns. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, that is, uh, you know, elite elite uh shot uh producer uh just has a knack for getting the puck through and, and getting the puck on net and it leads to a lot of power play uh production uh jake gardner love the guy not quite that sort of player nope. uh so hopefully before too long daggy gets bumped up to the top unit and you start to see apple's right? power play production start to come around let's just uh, load but, that top unit up and go 30 percent like that well the forwards are there i mean they have aho teravine and Nino all in that top unit uh and for whatever reason they just keep having a jake over Dougie there, uh, and it's really taken a toll on top unit. Top unit's been very, very bad in Carolina. Like I said, Aho without a power play point through eight games. Uh, so that's the main concern, but I, I really think that fix is as simple as Dougie moving up to the top unit. So hopefully it's almost it a reason to be like sooner than later. optimistic, right? Because uh, if that starts clicking, it's like, well, let's. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Right back on track. But if it doesn't. Oh. Right. That's what I mean. They, they've kind of had, uh, you know, uh, yeah. traditionally they've been a very good even strength team and not as strong on special teams. So, uh, a bit, I don't want to call it a red flag, but it, it certainly doesn't surprise me that, you know, the reason that he's kind of got off to a slow start is that he can't produce on the power play. Uh, okay, we just kind of talked about him a little bit. Uh, Nito Niederreiter, obviously guy, me specifically. Never heard of him. Ridiculously high on. 
people are getting a little frustrated yeah, you with you were me. smoking that Nino in yeah. the uh, but uh, Nino Niederreiter just Nino. <laughs> no goals three assists in his first eight games uh, it's you know, not time for to whatever reason uh, <laughs> Tara Vinen and Aho play tons of ice time and Niederreiter doesn't really? I, I don't know they're on the same line but Niederreiter plays 50 on the same line on the same power play unit I don't know where Niederreiter has to like just say something to piss someone off on every team or something we like, need to watch these games does he come in and just later. call everyone like a dick like, I'm, is that his thing? I'm sure know. he's just not getting like full runs with that top line. I haven't wa- looked closely enough. Uh, it doesn't add up though. Like you said, that Aho and Teravainen's ice time are so much higher when yeah. they're on the same line and same power play unit. Um, yeah, that's the obviously the real concern with Nino here. Uh, yeah, just quick shift changer. Talk about know. shot production: twenty six shots in eight games, over three shots a game, despite playing fifteen minutes and fourteen seconds a night. Um, so yeah, I, I think a big it's a big product of the fact you know the third line has really emerged, and this really starts to look like a third line team. Obviously, Jordan Stahl, like you said, Brock is going to get his minutes. Hall and Zinkel look great. I think Nick Ass is a, a a great in a great spot there. I think that line makes a lot of sense. Uh, and just a very strong team overall. I mean, we saw even uh, Walmart, Martinuk, and Svechnikov last year as the third line uh, really command a lot of ice time. Uh, and now, you know, uh, the that that core, that same core, Walmart and uh, Martinuk is their fourth line. So the, the fourth line is going to play a little bit more than the average team as well, um, which I think is kind of where a little a bit of this comes from. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, disappointing. So a little all baffling. three of them, um, exact same ice time, pretty much at even strength. It's all coming uh, shorthanded, where Aho and Teravainen are being used quite a bit, and um, which kind of explains why Nita Rider is not being used at all. But that just speaks to how much they're using their third line for sure. And I I think that kind of explains again why we've kind of seen a dip. Uh, in Aho's production, even though the ice time doesn't look that different, you know, when a, a big bulk fits coming, uh, shorthanded, you can't expect that to really yield you a lot of, uh, points or production. Um, so I guess if there is a concern with this Carolina team, it's just that it's so strong and it's so balanced and it's so deep that it's going to cut into opportunities all the way around. And it's not really ideal from a fantasy perspective. They're going to be a very good team all season long, especially if they can get that power play figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the real concern is that they, they have, uh, 11 or maybe even 12 guys that are legitimate top nine forwards. Well, when right? you break so, it down here, you got Aho playing 14 minutes a night um, at even strength. You got Stahl playing just under 14 at 13.43. Howla playing 12.30. And even Walmark, um, almost 10 minutes a night. Exactly. So they're, they're that's rolling crazy. all three crazy lines. Minutes for like, just line everyone's center. just kind of and that's all at even strength. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm almost saying. Almost yeah. ten minutes a night, even strength. So you'll see some top lines that don't play much just, more than ten minutes at uh, even strength. Well, when you go back to kind of our preseason episode when we were talking about guys like the Barkovs and the Huberdos in Florida, we were worried about you know maybe Quenville starts to roll out a more balanced approach, and that's exactly what's happening with Carolina here, and it could have an effect um, on some of these guys that we really like coming into the season. But so far, you know, even with a slight dip in ice time, we haven't seen too much. Um, it hasn't hurt their shot volume too much. So, I mean, you still got um, Nino Niederreiter on pace for 185 shots, which obviously isn't um, spectacular, but that'd be just one shot less than his career high. So he's never really been a guy, you know, a volume shooter. So let's keep ripping through here. Let's move to Dallas for a minute. We've got Joe Pavelski, who uh, found himself on the third line with Corey Perry back in the lineup last night. And uh, tough scene. Dylan's favorite player, Jamie Benn. Uh, both players off to slow starts. Uh, let's start with Joe Pavelski. One goal, one assist. Just two points in his first eight games. Um, only 12 shots on goal, too, from a guy that's, you know, usually finds himself around 225. Model of consistency. Um, so, Joe Pavelski, 
how uh, how high is your concern level here, Biebs? To be honest, uh, it's pretty high right now. Um, you mentioned it. He was playing third line minutes the other night. You 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 hate to see that, especially for someone who I, I believe a lot of people were drafting for looking for old Joe Pavelski or even just you know consistent Joe Pavelski that we've seen every year. We we talk about it every every beginning of the year episode when we mention wingers. He's just one of the most consistent goal scorers in the league, but he's also one of the most consistent shooters, and that's just something we're not seeing this year. New team. It's not looking like a great fit off the bat. Um, obviously, this could just be a case of a guy who is just taking a bit to get going. He's still getting 18 and a half minutes of ice per game. You do like to see that. But with 18 minutes a night, he's only got 12 shots through mm-hmm. eight games. What the hell is he doing out there? <laughs> um, Joe, your job is to shoot the puck, score goals. Um, I would love... I- I'd tell people right now it wouldn't be a bad buy low candidate for sure because no. he's, he still is going to, you know, I'm if we're talking he's at 30, 35 by season's end, I'm not going to be surprised. He does it every freaking year. But um, if he's below 30, I also wouldn't be surprised at this rate. I just, you, you hate to see the coach already plug him on that third line. Doesn't bode well for him, um, especially as he continues to age. I mean, the guy's got to start going downhill at some point and we might be there. You guys kind of called it before the beginning of the year that this was someone who's definitely bound to. Uh, well, there were some red flags. A lot of right. concern. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. had him as uh, in our keeper league. Beebs, he was my my tenth guy. There's yeah. a, uh, a couple guys who's going back and forth. It's a great but, keeper league. Uh, ended up just going with Pavs. <laughs> I figured he'd at least be uh, you know around that sixty point total. At least he's going to hold his value with right. those goals. The real right? concern we talked about it. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago with Radulov. It's the same thing with Pavelski. Um, you know, they're just, you can't bet on them getting that full run with the elite center and Tyler Sagan. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as much as have like decent not getting the value, you know, <laughs> yeah, as much as yeah. we like Hintz, he's not quite there yet. Uh, Pavelski last season, you know, played a full 82 games next to Couture and the few nights he was, and he had Thomas Hurdle there. Um, and, all, you know, power play is obviously a little bit stronger in San Jose than what we're seeing in Dallas as well. Um, so just, yeah, it's just not as strong of a situation. Like Pete said, he's getting older. Uh, the shot production is a real concern. On pace for 123 shots. <laughs> yeah, not not great. Um, as a Pavelski owner, uh, really concerned. Like, I, it's a guy that if this continues, you know, obviously in the right wing eligibility, you know, you would hope he's still rosterable. But I think there's a real chance Definitely. he ends up somewhere around 50 points by the end of the season. Yep, um, easy. So hopefully you just saw the red flags beforehand and didn't invest too highly in, in paths. But, um, yeah, it's a big change of scenery. Um, and it's obviously taken a toll on his production so far. Even strength numbers still look fine, which is really what's concerning. I mean, the on-ice shooting percentage is still around 10%. Uh, possession numbers are fine. But it just doesn't look like he's going to get that full run uh, next to Sagan on the top line. Um and yeah, that's the, the biggest thing that's really going to eat into his production. Even if he splits time there with Radulov, he's not going to be able to put up the numbers that he would have with the full season next to Couture or yeah, Hurdle. You were banking on him this year, plugging in just all 82. And if he's not there, like you said, if you're even if you're getting 50, he's not going to get his value um, yeah. at that. Yeah, Joe Pavelski. All right, are you guys more concerned about Joe Pavelski or Jamie Benn? Who would you rather roster right now? Oh, Jamie Benn, easy, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I mean, they're both terrifying right now. And, Jamie Ben as well. It's just, I mean, he's shooting at least a little bit more. Yeah, he's on um, pace for just well, under 200 shots right now. And Ben shooting can carry his own. Ben plays the left side is the real thing. Yeah. There's no real threat. There's no, exactly. And Radulov no being there. Yeah. Um, but we also saw Ben just squander a full season next to Sagan last year. 
um, which Brock likes to casually just look over and forgive him for, even though the underlying numbers were fine. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be terribly excited about owning either right now. I don't think this is a, a team that a lot of goals are going to come from. Uh, they're a decent team at even strength, but their real strength is limiting the, the chances against. They don't create a whole lot of offense aside from the Sagan line. Uh, and, you know, we see even Ben bouncing around. Um, yeah, I think he's, they love to more, shuffle those lines every he's fucking becoming more night. A role he's so just love to make this work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the guy, I, I think obviously Ben uh, worth owning for sure. I, I think for he's sure. going to flirt with around thirty goals, but I think that's about his uh, absolute upside at this point. Uh, and I feel pretty similar about Pavelski. The real edge that Ben has there, of course, is. Uh, like I said, play on the left side. Yeah, play on the left side. No, Radulov for Radulov. playing time. Yeah. Radulov might be the best winger on the team at this point. I wouldn't disagree with that. Imagine um, saying that three years ago when he was coming back from the K. <laughs> um, let's just quickly, John Klingberg, one assist in eight games, same team. Uh, he has 19 shots through eight games. More shots uh, than both Ben and Pavelski. So. Same amount as Ben. They're both yeah. on pace for 195. Fuck, man. Um, Who the hell's shooting the puck in Dallas? Are they putting up like 12 so they have, uh Team's trash. Rupe Hintz doing 5.10 on a game. shooting percentage for Klingberg, 4.1 on a shooting percentage for Jamie Benn. Yeah. So. What bodes well for Klingberg? I'm not uh, worried actually, about Klingberg at all. Guy plays yeah. 25 minutes yeah, tonight. That's what I was that say. that, that power play unit is going to figure it out eventually. Mm, yeah. Too many good players. All right. He's still, um, he's New Jersey. Good. Let's talk about Taylor Hall and Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, we just said, finally got his first career NHL point tonight uh, with an assist. Gives him one assist in seven games so far. Um, only averaging two shots per yeah, game. It only took the top center going down for him to actually. Yeah, do you know it. what though? That's a big deal for Huge. him. If he can lock down that role, that could be you know very important in his bounce back. Um, just three point three on ice shooting percentage. Obviously, that's killing him. Uh, you talk about Taylor Hall, a guy that we are all pretty high on coming back. Uh, obviously, coming off a pretty significant injury, so uh, that was a bit of concern. People are freaking out about him. He's just got five points in six games. I don't think we really need to talk about Taylor Hall too much. Just the Devils just have been atrocious. Well, and I think that's a thing, right? He's 18.2 on a shooting percentage, and he only has five points. So I think when you get that sort of puck luck with a guy of that talent, you maybe expect him to be around a two points more, a yeah, game just, at this yeah, point that's of the all season. They got. Right? Um, so, yeah, there's not a whole lot to play with there at this point. Um, you know, as much as we like the upside and the talent that he sure and Hughes both own, uh, they, neither of them really look like they're ready to be, uh, you know, an elite play driver at five E five and really afford, uh, Hall the chances he needs to produce. Um, but that He's being said, we saw on Hall. pace for career high, maybe 350 shots. Yeah, I don't think year. we He's have to the really worry about Hall. And, and I'm not too worried he about He got him. absolutely robbed on the one. I forget what it mm-hmm. was, but just like. I'm not too worried about Hall. The main concern is with the power play and yeah. everything else eating into his production. The team's not as strong around him as, as we thought. It's crazy. Everybody yeah. was just freaking out about how this team is just going to be. Also, are people really panicking so over him? He's good. one point off a point per game. Like, yeah. He's on pace for like 35 goals right now. Chill. So. Um, 350 shots. I just think that team's a lot worse than. Uh, oh, they're definitely not as good as we hoped. That's, yeah. that's Which, for sure. Gusev isn't quite. I'd be the honestly. There's a lot of talent on that team. So happy it, to be a guy it doesn't really add up, even when you look at Travis Ajak, Pavel Zaka, uh, Blake yeah. Coleman, Miles Wood. There's a lot of guys down this lineup yeah. who are really quality players. It doesn't all add up. I'd you'd really be looking at a coaching change if, if this continues. But Hall's um, MVP season. This I'd, I'd rather have this roster than what he was working with. That's then. what you'd think, right? That's yeah. what I mean. It, it so, really just know. seems like there's something wrong. Like it doesn't add up, is what I'm saying. Right. I know I never don't look good we there's way too much either. talent on this team wins alert who's that taylor hall oh there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Look at my laughs> who's John that, Hines. Who's <laughs> that? you guys <laughs> went to high school yeah there it is don't, forgot about it eh? yeah yeah well, conveniently you forget about those faces that you know you're like that guy's not gonna go anywhere and like, yeah. Uh, yeah oh wait oh it's taylor hall <laughs> shit forgot um phil kessel off to a bit of a sluggish start whole team just can't seem to score they're still winning games though because darcy kemper's a god 
Uh, Phil Kessel, two assists through five games. Does have 17 shots, though, so over three shots per game. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I've actually watched quite a few Coyotes games this year. I have and not. I, and I feel like Kessel actually I looks well. really good. <laughs> yeah, the top line looks awesome. They're, they're a, that's a fantastic top line. I'm not worried about him at all. The, 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 the points are going to come. They just, you know, they've struggled to put the puck in the net. That'll happen sometimes. But when you're on pace for 278 shots, Woo! which would be his most since 2015. Uh, 278 shots is pretty good for a guy like Phil Kessel who shoots right around 10% or 11% for his career. So that would put him on pace for another 30 goal campaign. Um, two assists through five games. Obviously this is a guy who's, uh, got a 2.9 on a shooting percentage right now. So, uh, that's obviously expected to bounce back somewhere around 57.1 Corsi for us. Like we said, the top line has looked really good. Dominant. Uh, and I mean, Brock, how many times have we watched them and we've seen, you know, a, a primo chance, uh, Beautiful passing play to set it up from the slot. Uh, either goes off the, the knob of the goalie stick yep. or hits the post or just wide. So there's been a lot of that so far for uh, Arizona and that top line in particular. Uh, I just hope the coach has the patient. Rick Tockett has the patience uh, to really wait it out and keep Stepan Keller and Kessel together. I think that's a, a terrific formula for production right there. Uh, and you just got to wait it out. Oh, you yeah. just got to wait it out. Yep. This is a buy low if I've ever seen one. If we're all, doing a buy low segment right now, all Keller, three of us. Keller, were... Keller too. Yeah. I like oh, Keller yeah. a lot in this spot. As someone um, who has a lot of stock. In and it. yeah, they've played well enough where we could be talking about Keller as a breakout candidate right now, but the puck just hasn't bounced their way. 2.9 on ice shooting percentage, like Brock said, for Phil. Um, it's across the board for that top line, obviously. Uh, hasn't wavered from putting them out there together yet you know, for the majority of the game, which is great to see. Uh, hopefully we just get a little more patience because that puck's going to start going in. Too much talent on that line. Way Step in, an excellent play driver. Uh, terrific two-way centerman. He's going to afford those two very talented wingers a lot of time in the offensive zone, and it's going to lead to goals eventually. All it takes is a big night tonight in Nashville, and we're not even talking about this. Exactly. Um, yeah, well, but, I mean, it's tough to do. Yeah, that's, but. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's wait. Till that's the other thing, too, right? If they play in the Central, there's going to be a lot of tough games throughout yeah. the season. We're talking 25, 30 games against the way, the, the way those Nashville opponents. goalies are playing, I think I could score a goal right now. Um, oh. Shots at Becca? Yeah, sh- um, shots at UC. Okay, that's fair. Let's talk about uh, one final guy, Matt Dumba. Somebody I said I would put money on to lead all defensemen in goals this year. Just one goal, one assist through six games. Uh, his on pace, though, for 246 shots, uh, which is the reason why I absolutely loved him. Uh, with a career shooting percentage of 8.5%, that would give him 21 goals. He has so, a bomb. So I'm not too concerned. I'm more concerned about how bad that team is. Um, but he's shooting the puck a ton, so the goals are going to come. The assist numbers might take a, a slight hit. Still, though, just a 5.4 on ice shooting percentage. Are you guys concerned about Dumba? I mean, I know I was a little bit higher than you guys were on him, but uh, still a guy that a lot of upside here. Um I was going to say, for me on Dumbo, the first thing I wanted to say, just ridiculous cross-reference, he looks exactly like the Malik Henry kid from Last Chance U, if you put their faces next to each other. <laughs> Anyone who watched that. Any, anyways, saw him in the helmet the other day. I was like, what the hell? But um, no, Dumbo, for me, the usage is just, um, you know, Minnesota's slow at the gate. We did call them being a bad team this year, and who would have thought? Um, where I think Dumbo's going to get hurt is that power play again. Um, the team as a whole just isn't great, but but with him shooting so much, I think this is a great by-low candidate. Um, Brock, I still think your theory of he might lead the league in goals isn't ridiculous right now, especially as you said, on pace to almost get 200, what was it? 50 shots, 270, Over, almost 270. Yeah. 270. Um, again, yeah, even if 50, of those are slap shots, I I'm betting on 20 of them going in, even <laughs> of those 270, just cause he's got it. He's got such a bomb back there. And if you watch Minnesota games, I hate doing it because, uh, not a big Minnesota guy, but if you ever watch him, he is kind of, it looks like their number one option to shoot on the point. Um, on power play or to shoot at all times on the power play. So you like to see that. 
Um, I think this is just a weighted out. This team's struggling out the gate with a new kind of jumbled roster. Um, yeah, he's playing more too, over 24 minutes a night for like the first that. time in his career, which is pretty impressive considering all the talent they have on that blue line. They gotta um, start scaling back Ryan Suter's minutes. Yeah, a little the real bit. concern is I I don't see his on ice streamer. Like obviously it should be better than five percent or whatever yeah, it's no at right now. Actually, yeah. uh, I'd be surprised if you can get it up anywhere near ten percent simply because there's just not enough talent up front on that team uh, and definitely not enough goal scoring talent. So I would not be surprised at all if uh, you know that's kind of his Achilles heel could really affect his assist totals. But like Brock said, the real value you're getting out of Dumba is the goal production, uh, and uh, you know I, I'd be confident with him continuing that moving oh, forward. Yeah. I would love to see this guy on a team where, you know, there's actually some forwards that he could get a little bit of freedom and just release that thing. For sure. Um, you know, yeah, but uh I yeah. think that team's got some bounce back potential still. I'm not yeah. Like I mean, they're not gonna be great, but I'm not overly concerned. Everything's going wrong top to bottom. We're watching Dubnik put up a just ass performance from the back right. end. But I think I, either way we can agree they're not gonna score a lot of oh, goals. No, right? no they shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Uh Phil <laughs> Forsberg's out tonight, so keep an eye on that. Out with a lower body injury, they're calling him day to day for now. So LBI um, I hope we were able to ease some of your concerns. I'm assuming in a 12-team league that most of our listeners own at least one of these guys, so yeah. do not panic uh, if you do, uh, unless you own some of the guys that we told you to panic about. But <laughs> when we get back, we're going to talk about some Don't goalies. make any drastic trades, though. Let's just say that. Like, Don't go trading him for a guy who just... Like any of those names we mentioned. Yeah, it's For so, a guy so that, you know, still. say if someone's offering like Sammy Blaze, just tell him to fuck right off. Um <laughs> Other than just, yeah. just fuck right off. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, all right, when we get back, we're going to talk about some goalies. Uh, we've all kind of taken a look at our top 10 to 12 uh, goalies, you know, our first tier of goalies and, yeah. and reorganize them after the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, so we're going to go through our respective top 12s at the position. Uh, biggest, just talk about some of the biggest risers and fallers at the position uh, where, our, again, our level of concern is for some of the fallers and how, um, excited we are for some of these guys that have really risen up the ranks uh then we're going to talk about a couple goalies that are under 50 percent owned that we have confidence in that you if you're uh, a team that has very little options between the pipes or very little quality options between the pipes uh you can go out and, and add some of these guys and you know hopefully that can help solidify your goaltending and then we're going to obviously talk about weekend streamers like we always do guys that play on friday sunday stuff like that that we like heading into the weekend uh but before we head yeah. over to the blue stones the can, can we talk about that new song last week phenomenal yeah, yeah. phenomenal um, i can't wait till we can use it on the show yeah dirty yeah we gotta get in touch with them yeah they're a little busy at the moment <laughs> yeah for sure it's but uh the daily face off podcast is brought to you by oddshark.com um honestly i don't use it that often for hockey but if you guys are ever feeling like you don't know who to bet on in a football or baseball game yeah. they have some phenomenal write-ups breaking down both sides of the game giving Even some basketball i just can't keep track of those lineups and yeah guys exactly. are in and out so often and you know degenerate gamblers yeah. um, <laughs> but it, it honestly it break it breaks down not only from just like a team perspective but also from a betting perspective like how how the team's been doing straight up how they've been doing against the spread breaks it down every single game and then also gives uh their favorite pick whether it's the under whether it's the over which side of the the game they like from a point spread perspective, straight up perspective, all of it. Uh, it helps if you're kind of between uh, picks and you want to throw some money on a, a game that you're sitting down watching, like a Thursday night football game um, or a Thursday night ALCS game. So head over to oddshark.com. You know, makes you a better better, win some money with better, us. Better. A better better. Makes you a better better. That's not their slogan. I just made it up. They should probably yeah. take it. Uh, but anyways, enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in 60 seconds. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money. I 
I'm out of time I fly low like a broken arrow The time slows and my vision narrows I'm out of money, I'm out of time Sing your heart out, sing it loud Make me happy, make me proud Black holes, solid ground Season 5, Episode 10 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. As always, hope you enjoyed those sweet tunes from the Blue Stones. New song out, uh, according to Biebs. Hell yeah. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever else you get your music. Um, you can find them on there. They're awesome. Check them out. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, goalies. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, going to make some harsh overreactions about five games <laughs> into the season, uh, which means most of these goalies have only played about three or four games. Uh, we're going to talk about their splits, what they look like, and really just uh, how much our uh, rankings have changed uh, since the start of the season, or at least since the preseason, uh, heading into draft day. Um, so I'll start real quick. I'll, I'll just rattle off my top three uh, and talk about the differences. So before the season, I had Vashilevsky one, Bobrovsky two, Holpe three. Uh, looking quite different for me. I still got Vashilevsky at number one. Uh, great goalie on a great team. Uh I don't think there's really any disputing that most talented goalie in the league for sure on what has to be considered the best team. Uh, 2.53 goals against average, 917 save percentage for Vasilevsky thus far. Uh, I got Flurry at number two. Uh, just a little bit concerned heading into the season uh, with Marc-Andre Flurry just getting a little bit older. You just kind of expect the decline uh, to creep in. It kind of happens all of a sudden with goalies. It's not always the most... Uh, uh, I guess casual drop off. Uh, I had Flurry at five before the season. I got him all the way up to number two. Vegas looks really, really Big good. Big jump. Uh, and then I got Freddie at three. Freddie Anderson. Um, again, just a, a talented goalie on a good team. Uh, Fred rocking an 893 save percentage. Uh, really just dragged down from that one poor performance against the Lightning. Uh, and as Babcock really liked to point out, uh, Freddie notorious a slow starter, which isn't really true. I don't, you know, not. Yeah, is that I was I heard that too, and I was like, Fred, slow. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, but yeah, his number. Make he really better. hasn't been that bad. It's just that one game against the Lightning. Uh, really it's all it takes at this point. Splits too. right now. Uh, again, he's just going to play a ton. Talented goalie on a good team. So I got Fred at three. Uh, Biebs, we'll go with you now. Uh, give me your top three, and uh, how does it differ from when you? Uh, you started the season. Um, so it doesn't differ from your top three currently, but um, from the start of the season, I will admit I was brutally wrong with my top three. The rest of the way, sure. I was actually pretty good. Like, John, have Ashleski won? My fourth through 10. Yeah, I mean, who did I guess that doesn't count. If right? you don't have Ashleski won, <laughs> yeah. the fuck off the podcast. But um, yeah, so Vasilevsky won. I still have Vasilevsky won. Um, I'm not going to say anything more. Yeah. No, actually, I'm going to give it a, a, a Beebs uh, take. Because he's Andre. Vasilevsky is. Just he's vast. It's so, true. Yeah, that's fair. Number two, though, I was a big Ben Bishop believer. 
Um, you were. I took him, and I was uh, I was a big Dallas believer. I'm looking pretty dumb as they sit one and seven currently. Yeah, a lot of faith in the bishop. Yeah. Um, I, that day I was just feeling really holy. Um, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm going <laughs> going for Ben. Sure, but sure, no, yeah. I uh, maybe I, I read a little too much into it. But um, Ben Bishop at two instead. I now have Mark Andre Fleury just like D. Yeah. Again, I expect a little bit of regression, but it appears he's drinking the juice. Uh, yeah. The the what and the other well thing, of life juice. That's, yeah. yeah. The other thing about Fleury so. going forward is with Sue sideline for Brock. You know how long. Uh, it doesn't look like yeah. it's going to be super long. It's just he's kind of day to day. They don't really yeah. know yet. Swimming kind of sucks too, but yeah, it, he does. It I kinda, was going to say it's not. They don't owe him shit. Right, right. And it, it seemed like maybe before the season they wanted Subban to kind of take yeah. more starts on. I, you know, that's what I would yeah. want with a goalie uh, of Fleury's age, at least but, like 50, 30 Yeah, or but I think we're going to be looking at more like Fleury 60, 20, starts 80. every game. That's not the tail end of back to back. That's yeah. kind of what it's looking like right yep. now. Uh, who you got at number three? As you say, I think it'd be weird not to see Flurry hit forty wins this year if he sure. goes yeah. through that, and that'd be great if you get a forty win goalie. Shit, man, you it's can, the best team you can afford to have yet. one other goalie who's decent, and then not even need a roster spot for a third goalie if you're getting production like that. Yeah. Number three, though, D, I have your boy Freddie Anderson. Um, what I wrote super quick, I just put um, he wins even while playing like shit. Um, it's true. So true, except for you know. Yeah, I mean, he is a phenomenal goalie. Again, <laughs> he had that one bad start. I also had that written down, yeah. but um, but this is a team. We see it. Tons of goals. No surprise. They're going to do great in the regular season. They always do. Um, who cares how they do in the playoffs? Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is it, – it, it, you know he's going to get those starts. Hutchinson's not taking anything from him oh, other than back-to-backs. No. Um, but I just have to start Freddie yeah. for all 82 with this. Point. I wouldn't be surprised if Freddie's getting seven. No, I'm kidding. If, if Babcock's like, nope, start him until he dies. But um, <laughs> number three, um, I had Bobrovsky uh, at the start of the season. Right. And we, as we're all going to – gonna point out we uh i think we all had him a little too high today or, well, or that day um, i mean which the, who wouldn't the thing with bob is i'm not gonna say that been inconsistent yeah. from year to year so there's always concern there defensively bob. not as strong of a team uh as what we saw and yeah. you know florida really it's a big letdown let's say that yeah we were all expecting to really take a step yeah. forward it hasn't happened this season uh bob's turned in some really good games he's also turned in a few really bad games <laughs> Classic um, bob. uh brock will go to you now uh, let's hear your one through three. Let's see how it differed from the start of the season. Uh, I know you're still on that Bob Hill right now, refusing to come down. It's a hill I'm willing to die on. Balk on. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, I, I missed. I was trying to confirm some goalies. And right. Connor Sheary's apparently guy. back tonight. You out get of it. Nowhere. You have another job. Not that that really matters. Carter Hutton starting. So we're we're back. We're ready to go. Um. Oh fuck! I gotta confirm Jack Campbell still. But anyways, uh, let's go. I'll just do it. I'll do it both at the same time here. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, number one. I'll take a line from Biebs. He's Andre Vasilevsky. They're Absolutely. just so good. He's going to start a ton. Um, there's just really not much else to say. Like, You're not worried so, about Curtis McElhaney stealing No, he's his just job? so clearly, he's so clearly number the number really? one goalie. Re- okay. Yep. Uh, number two, Mark Andre Fleury. Mac Daddy. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of Vegas. I had Fleury at three coming into the season, so he moved up a little bit. Good I flip flopped two and yeah, three. Solid flex. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky dropped from two to three for me. Really? I, I, I still a believe one point drop. What I, are you? I still believe NHL in power rankings. The Panthers this season. Uh, obviously a sluggish start to the year, but we talked about it literally a week ago, and I think they've played maybe. I think Bobrovsky's had one start since then. Notorious for being a slow starter. Uh, I, I really like Anderson because he will probably win maybe three more games than Bobrovsky this year, maybe four. I don't know. Uh, but I think we, you know, we basically seen what you're going to get from Anderson. It's going to be a 915 save. You like percentage. the back end, though, in front of Bob over what 
what's going down in Toronto? I mean, yeah, no, I just I I, I think that I, I think obviously Toronto is a better team, uh, but I think that Bobrovsky overall will right. be. Don't uh, you think we're gonna see like a thirty day stretch from Freddie though, where he just pours out a nine fifty? Yep. Yeah, and then I think we'll probably does. see another one where he pours out like a eight ninety five. Sure. Um, sure. I just think Bobrovsky will turn turn in better splits. Um, you know, not crazy better, but marginally yeah. better. Uh, and maybe a few less wins. Honestly, to me, like they, I, I, when I first wrote this list out, I put Freddie at three. Um, and then I realized I just can't disrespect my boy Bob like right. that. So, so got, I put Freddie at four. Um, it, they're very, they're so close. I think honestly, like when you compare the two, it's going to be uh, a couple more wins for Anderson and a, a better save percentage a little yeah. bit for Bobrovsky. And they're so close. It's yeah. really not, uh, we're, we're picking at, you know, hairs here. Sure. The, the real reason I like Freddie more, um, the win equity Again, is definitely I, more solidified. Yes, the team's better. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, no bias here. Uh, no, obviously, both sorry. very talented goaltenders. I think Borowski, in terms of splits, has proven to have more upside. Uh, I don't think he's that much better, though. The right? real thing with Borowski is consistency, right? And, and Freddie, at least from a year-to-year basis, has been as consistent as any goalie in the league. Um, so th- that's, for me, why I give Freddie the Over the last here. three years, though, Bobrovsky's been as steady and as good as any right, but I mean he's hockey. a little bit older now, and we've seen years in his prime that he just completely takes off and turns in like an eight ninety save percentage, right? So it, it, that that's the only concern for me here. It's the, funny how full circle I've come on Bobrovsky. Remember I know, when I was like the biggest yeah, Bobrovsky hater? Yeah. Now, sure. now Brock. That's just, when he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Now he's now it's all he does. For is sure, yeah. Brock falls asleep with a picture of Bobrovsky yeah. next to his bed now. Yeah, uh, confirmed. I'll, I'll pick it back up here. Uh, I I'm I'm still Bobrovsky. Uh, I have Bobrovsky at seven. Just uh, jumping ahead. Um, I got Bennington at four. Uh, I, I just think, you know, we've seen enough from Bennington that we can at least say he's a borderline top 10 goaltender in terms of talent. I, I think this is going to be one of the best teams in the Western Conference. I, I think there's a lot of parity in the West right now. There's not a lot of great teams um, outside of the Central Division. So I, I really like Bennington this season. Uh, I was going back and forth between having him and Tuka Rask at four. The only reason I don't have Rask at four is that I he's not going to start anywhere near as much games as uh, Bennington with Halak there. Halak's on fire again. Yeah, and I, I think we can reasonably expect Halak to start somewhere between 30 and 35 games, uh, whereas Bennington should be closer to 60 starts should he stay healthy. Um, and then I got the boy, John Gibson, arguably might be the only goalie on this list that can make a, a real threat for Vasilevsky as having more individual talent. That team is yeah. looks better than any of us expected. Um, exact opposite of scales. Almost. Right. Yeah, but uh, on paper rosters, I guess. Again, I mean, Anaheim, even last year, we talked about it a lot. They do have an above average blue line. Uh, one of the better blue lines in the league, at least one of the more well-rounded blue lines. In two the extremely league. strong two way centers. In yes. I will yes. say about John Gibson, I had him far too low my goalie mm-hmm. rankings because I, I had him really, at 11 but I really before. expected them to just be total ass like I thought like I thought John Gibson would go out there and give him a 920 and yeah. win 20 games like yeah. I thought they were going to be total dog shit and they're not they look fine yeah yeah good they're going to be just good enough in a pretty mediocre Western Conference this year I'd say like there's who would have thought uh, coaching change would uh, help oh, the Anaheim Ducks yeah, yeah. who but, thought getting Randy out of there would do something the but boy like, Dallas they're just, they're just so much better so much better than I thought they'd be and like just like even though it's only been two weeks just the the small sample return we've seen um, not only just from the team, but beast. also how good John Gibson's played. It's just yeah. going it, to burn it's, out, though. It's, There's no way he doesn't. Yeah. You know what, though? Like, we talked about last goals week, against 941 save yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. He, you know, and then, like, whatever. Maybe this is the year where he finally just, like, 
he Clicks just stays healthy he, and they just wins the Vesna. Yeah. Just like they probably won't even be a playoff team and they'll still just be like, give this guy the Vesna because he literally dragged them within five points of the playoffs. Yep. yep. So again, I got uh, Rask or sorry, Bennington four, Rask five, Gibson six. Uh, start of the year, I had Fred four. Uh, Flurry five, so both guys have since moved up, and then Ben Bishop at six, who uh, isn't even in my top twelve at this point. A yeah. bit of a spoiler there. Uh, Beebs, let's hear from you now. Four through six, uh, who do you got after uh, Vast Flurry Fred? Let me also just say, uh, Bish Daddy also fell out of my top twelve. You hate so, to see um, it. Rice after guys. going to two, see there's he, too many. There's too many. It, it's good tough goalies though. On yeah, good teams, it, bro. the the six to like sixteen range is just a giant bag of whatever. It is. It is. Um, you could put anything in there, but um, I'm coming giant in bag coming in out of the straight left field, and um, I'm actually I think one of the only ones of us who had this guy in our top ten, and he's playing like a top five goalie right now. Philip Grubauer is my number four in Colorado. We all know I'm a fan, but I have a case four. here, guys. I have a I have a case four. for four goalie right now. So, <laughs> Francoeur is not taking a ton of starts this year. I see Francoeur. Francoeur. I see, uh, yeah, I don't know why I added that. Or Jeff Francoeur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah, great baseball player. Anyways. Um, for Cannon me, of an arm. I see Grubauer realistically getting 60 starts at this pace right now, and he's on a team that's looking like they could easily be right there with, you know, I'm getting excited, but the Vegas is and stuff. So, if we're talking about Flurry getting 60 and putting up 40 wins, I think Grubauer realistically can do 60 and 38, 60 and 37, and mm-hmm. that's not bad. Um, and plus, he's a guy where we've we've only seen him put up around a 920 in, right. his, in his career. He hasn't had those bad years, so I got to realistically go off of that and just really hope he can do it again. That, that's fair. The Colorado only concern defense looks phenomenal. The, too. the yeah. great team. Uh, obviously a lot deeper after after making that cadre trade it, it really just helps uh strengthen the, just depth the team of the in front i do think i realistically do think they are going to be one of the top teams very good team the, the one concern i have with gubauer obviously is that we've re- never seen him do it for a full season he's never started more than 33 games which is the career high yeah. that he posted this last is a year. pure wishful thinking number I, four I, right well here. absolutely i mean yeah. you know if, if you're gonna I would bet say it's on a, a pure bias yeah absolutely a little bit <laughs> if this he high? does if he does anything like he has started the year off yes. so far though there's there's no way we're not even talking there's obviously I think you could say too, Beebs, there's a lot safer yeah. bets out there. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, certainly there's see, way safer bets. I certainly it's see just, the upside with Gubauer being a top five fantasy goalie. Uh, it's just hard for me to invest. I mean, you're not really investing at this point, which is the thing. It's, yeah. ba- it's basically... Oh, like, yeah. We're only two weeks in. I'm making pure like... We're right. just saying he's the Bold. biggest steal in the draft Bold. right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely it, is. Essentially, yeah. yeah. But it, it, again, the question still lies whether he could not... Keep it up for the whole year, yeah. We've never seen him, like I say, play anywhere near a full starter's uh, workload. So. It might be my favorite quote of all time on this podcast, though. If he can do what he's done through five starts, like what, just never lose a fucking yeah. game? Yeah. Just, if he Buddy. can just never lose yes. a game for the whole it's season. It's just like Zach Cassian. He's scoring 82 goals. <laughs> Chill. No, uh, I got Grubauer, you know, moving up quite a bit too. Me but too. Me I, too. Four seems four to be is awfully hefty. I'm not even going to deny okay. it. But so I'm who, all, who do you got to find? Got to put my case. Um, and you guys are going to hate my five pick. I got Matt Murray. Um, this is someone who I had at number four to start the year. Matt Murray just. Um, Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I almost want to put him six because I have Rask at six, but I totally forgot that Pittsburgh's looking way worse than we originally thought to start the year. Also, You're still winning games. Somehow. I know losing Malkin in that. Um, they literally but, played without five players from like their top nine. Yeah, and he, he's still good. One. And yeah. I, you know, I understand the decision to waive Casey to Smith, but I'm not that concerned or as yeah, you concerned. You loved Casey to Smith, dude. That was your uh, boy. Or no, you're interested. In just Tristan similar to you know, just Smith was my yeah. boy. Uh, but it was just the same thing. Similar to Grubauer, we never seen him do it in anything close to starters workload, but he's never done anything but produce at the NHL yeah. level. I, I certainly see uh, the argument for keeping Yari over him. You, you know, you at the end of the day, you just want to keep the younger goaltender. Money uh, too. But I think just yeah. Absolutely. It was all fine. Oh, it Absolutely. was, yeah, 100% because they're trying to squeeze that cap. It's crazy, but in today's day and age, if you're paying anything more than, you know, uh, the 
close to the minimum for your backup goaltender. Oh, you don't want to be Chicago, especially on a team like Pittsburgh. Exactly right. I mean, that's why Garrett Sparks always it happens a lot, right? Um, So yeah. Uh, Garrett Sparks also got waved because he's yeah, bad. Shit. True, Great true. Hair. Uh, but Great Michael gear. Hutchinson, are you are you implying that Michael Hutchinson's good? <laughs> Michael Hutchinson's so bad. Okay, dude. thank you. Uh, one of them is one AHL goalie of the year. One of them, and one of them's not, back in the AHL. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah, same guy. Um, back to me though. Yep. Back uh, to you. <laughs> I got Matt Murray there. Um, I I still like Pittsburgh as a team. I Murray mean, at five. Yeah, Murray at five. And then you got Rask Rask, at six. Yeah, and then I had Rask at six. Um, Rask, Rask had at six. Uh, just strictly off this Halak hot start. We talked about it to start the year. Um, there's no way that he could do it again. You know, we were thinking that Rask is going to go back to not no way, but you just didn't expect Halak to become. You know, Halak's a Vezina goalie when well, the he's thing is, playing these backup numbers. Halak I mean, he, played this well for the first 50 games of yeah. last season. Oh, and then he just shit. Exactly. So it was hard to bet on him hard. being as good as he was at the starting half. But yeah. that's what he's done again to start the year. So it yeah. looks like, and I, I certainly understand it, and it's oh, worked out too, for them, yeah. especially a team that, why you know, work? on average is playing into May to June, right? From year to year, I, I certainly get why you want to keep Rask uh, fresh. Um, they're going to have a hard time getting out of the first round against Tampa Bay. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The amount of bias being thrown around by you two yeah. of the show. No, that's yeah. more just this hopeful thinking. This is what you thinking. get for making us rank goalies two no, weeks No, that's, that's just me uh, just praying that well, they you know, I think this don't is, have to play Boston in the first this round. Is a, this is a good segment because now people can look at it and be like, okay, shit, my goalies need some work and start making some moves. Yeah. The uh, thing is, though, with goalies, like, I could honestly, we could just drop any starting goalie, like be like Markstrom's top ten, and he could just randomly <laughs> fucking put up a top ten season, and we're just there. Other than him being hurt right now for that. Yeah, he's slaying. He's huge. Um, all right, let's start rolling through these a little bit faster, though. We talked yeah. about uh, Frederick Anderson. He's my number four. Don't need to say much more. Nice rhyme, Brock. Pecorine, number five for me. Uh, UC Starhouse has looked like total ass so far, um, and he was the real issue for Pecorine. Uh, if he continues to be ass, then Rene will start more. <laughs> yep. Rene was probably starting 55 to begin with. If Saros doesn't play well, then Rene's going to start 60. Uh, that's clearly one of the best teams in the NHL, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. So Rene, 55-60 uh, doesn't really matter. He's going to win 35 games this year with really, really good splits. I got Tuka Rask at number six. All the kind of same reasons you guys uh, yep. have mentioned previously. Obviously, Halak off to a great start. Uh, he he did this last year though, and Rast still ended up starting about 50 games. Uh, if he starts 50, he probably wins 30. The Bruins look really good early in the year. I like Rast to win 30-35 again. Uh, I think at the you know they're splitting evenly right now. I think obviously uh, by the time you know we get deeper into the season, it's going to be uh, tilted towards Rask. So uh, I like Rast still at number six. I'm just going to keep going here. Yeah, Grubauer, bang him, Brock. Grubauer at seven. Uh, I just think there's so much win equity here. They're they're looking really good out of the gates. Uh, that division isn't very good. Uh, they're going to beat up on the 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 Minnesotas. Winnipeg still is you know pretty mediocre. Love the seven. Um, so I, I like Grubauer a lot. I think he's going to win a shitload of games. Um, and then I've got Ben Bishop at eight. Ben Bishop's a guy that I had uh, in my top four to start of the season. I still really think that there's a lot of bounce back potential for him. Um, the one concern, um, obviously, the Dallas isn't scoring any goals right now. That's got to you know bounce back a little bit. Uh, but the splits are going to be really good for Ben Bishop. There's going to be so a lot of tough matchups in that division. Yeah, too. but I mean, everyone, the, the whole league is pretty good yeah. right now. Everyone's going to have tough matchups. Right, uh, but ben I mean, Bishop's not everyone's gonna... playing 30 games against the Central. No, division, no, right? no. And the Central's, you know, they've got their, you know, they've got their world beaters and they've got their their scrubs too so i'm not like and then nine i've got john gibson just i kind of went off on him earlier uh that team is just they've impressed me which is kind of 
a lack of talent. Yeah. Um, there's a reason I like Devin Dubnik coming into the year. Uh, was just strictly based on I thought that their blue line could hold it together for him. That hasn't happened. Where in Anaheim, um, they're really solid top fours held it together for him. So uh, I like John Gibson. I might as well finish it out here. I got Bennington at ten. D you mentioned I really like uh, I really like Bennington as well. St. Louis is really good. Um, Jake Allen still lingers. Not that Jake Allen's good, but I think he's one above average backup. So Bennington might not start the, uh, crazy high amount of games like the, uh, you know, maybe the Philip Grubauer's in the world all of a sudden, uh, Connor Hellebuck at 11. He's, he's looked pretty good. He was one of the best goalies in the league two years ago, but nice bounce back year for him. If he can do it behind, uh, this terrible blue line through seven games, I, I think he can probably maintain and I, you know, maybe look at a Dustin Bufflin back at some point. Yep. Number 12, I rounded it out with Matt Murray kind of, if he can win with five of your top nine forwards out of the lineup, I think yeah, that they good. can continue doing that. Uh, obviously a, a glaring omission for me is Holpe. Uh, we'll get to him in a little bit later, uh, risers and fallers, uh, but also a guy that was right on the ed- a verge for me, who has looked very good uh, through, I think only three or four starts is Carter Hart. Uh, really yeah. like what he's, you know, obviously a tough night against Connor McDavid, who just decided to go, um, that goal where go insane. Yeah. Just so fast. They unbelievable. Should, yeah. Um, Did you see so, the spotlight video where they kind of yeah. just stopped it on him and just watched him go? It was oh incredible. But God. like, so what are you going to do? Obviously, uh, you know, there's going to be, he's not going to be the first goalie to get absolutely torched for five points by Connor McDavid no, this never. year. So uh, I just really like Carter Hart. It's so the well. second just, time McDavid's only ever gotten five points in a game. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. Craziness. But uh, you guys might as well uh, continue on, wrap up your top 12 here, and we'll uh, move on. Uh, just trying to off? find where we left off. Okay, so I got Bob at seven. seven. Uh, everything I said before, uh, I don't think the team is uh, that good. I, there's an argument for him being above Gibson. Uh, I, I think for sure I had Gibson at six. Um, again, I, I just think that blue line is a, is a concern. They give up a lot of scoring chances, and we've seen Bob take seasons off before. So I got Bob at seven. Uh, Pecorino I have at eight. Uh, like Brock said, Sarles not as big of a threat. Still a very good team. Uh, splits might not be as strong as we're used to seeing from him, or at least as we have in the past. He's getting a little bit older, um, but still should have uh, an easier workload than uh, most goalies. Um, so I, I, I like him at the number eight spot. Certainly room for him to go up as well. I got David Riddick at nine. Uh, Cam Talbot, you know, uh, some people thought it'd be a threat to Riddick's uh, not not just They're not playing even time. thinking about playing him. No, that's what I mean. They th- thought it'd be at some sort of timeshare, or even that he could be the starter there. But David Riddick has played really well off the gates, uh, which again, caution we saw last season, and then he kind of wavered a little bit. Uh, but Mike Smith still got way more run than he ever should have last year. Uh, I just think Riddick is a decent goalie. I think he's probably around in league average on a very good team, and he's going to play a lot of games. Scared he might fall out like last year, but you know, you yeah. got to hope he can keep it together. I, I, yeah, I, I think when we're just he looking should. at what else is out there, I, I, I just, you know, Calgary, like I said, very good team. They got an easy time in that Pacific division. Uh, I, I know Brock, you kind of dismissed the notion of having to play in the Central, but I, when you're talking about, you just look at the bottom feeders. Uh, in that Pacific division compared to the central, there's a lot of cushier matchups in there for Riddick to really pad the stats. Uh, Hellebuck at 10, uh, talented goalie he's gonna have to be this year he's gotten off to a really good start uh, i think he had about three games at, at least it might have been 940 or better could have been 950 and then he had one rough start got it back down to a 919 on the season uh i just think he's a, a, a good goaltender he's still maturing i so I, I like where he's at i think that team obviously not as good as they were last year they're still going to score a lot of goals that power play is still going to be there for them uh slightly above average team good goaltender he clocks in at number 10 for me i got grubauer at 11 uh, I certainly think uh, there's upside to be a top five fantasy goaltender, as Beebs has already alluded to. Uh, 
But like I said, the main concern just hasn't played a full workload yet, so I can't bet on that. And then I got Matt Mary at 12, hopefully just missing the cut for me at 13. Um, so that's where I'm at now. Yeah. So um, before I, I remember, get... like 20 minutes ago when I said I'm trying to confirm Jack Campbell, still on this shit. It's so annoying. I having a hard time paying attention to what you guys are saying, but I agree with everything. You're having <laughs> so you're having a hard time paying attention, but you adjust your hat to look like a seven year old woman yeah, gardening. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. There. <laughs> I'm about to drop mine out, and I look over, and it's just like, what the hell is Brock doing? Anyway, toque weather, right? Yeah, toque weather. Or sorry, knit wool cap. Is that what the states wool. call it? Yeah. Anyways, we're in. Southwest Ontario, it's not that cold yet, Brock. You know, it's it looks stylish though. It matches the sweater. Yeah. It's because I but, incidentally uh, left my heater on for five days. So it's <laughs> pretty warm here right true, now. True, true, true. True. But should um, be chilly. All right, bees, real quick, run us through your seven through you 12. Yeah, absolutely lay them out. They're way different. Um, but seven, Pekka Rene. Um, you guys said it all. Number eight, Bob. He uh I had to keep him on the Bobrovsky. Thank you. I, I did the goat version. You did the way better version. <laughs> um, number nine, someone we didn't see on either of yours, Carey Price. Going to get a ton of starts. I don't totally hate that Montreal team. I think they're a bubble playoff team. For sure. Just Very like bubble. Year. Yep. So, um, again, I'm a wishful Very thinker. Bubble. I'm a wishful thinker. I like Price there at nine, and uh, he's a talented-ass goalie if we're talking about Gibson. Shout as, out as one. Number 10, I got, um, again, talented goalie, John Gibson. We mentioned it. He is sing- – uh, He's like a, a poor man's Mike Trout on the Angels. It's like we're wasting his talent on a, on a really like team out in Anaheim. It's true. Who would have thought? Um, do you think they go out together to all the bars and are just like, man, we're way too fucking good for this city? Anyways, do you think Mike Trout knows who John Gibson is? No, not a clue. Okay. Even though they play for the same city. Um, but yeah, uh, number 11, Connor Hellebuck. Same suburb. Yeah. <laughs> number 11, Connor Hellebuck. Yep. Um, we, we, we were talking about him as a top three goalie two years ago. Um, it's a, it, his team's bad defensively, but they're not that bad. He's going to get a lot of wins. Um, Hopefully they're getting better. Not a lot. They seem like they're improving. Bufflin. They're losing to the Islanders right now, so yeah. that's not good. I mean, Barzell's got two. What? Um, the things are West or Eastern Conference semifinal New yeah, York why Islanders? Is that? Yeah. Also, Bufflin. They're not good. <laughs> we were saying that last year, too. Bufflin, uh, apparently, rumor has it, might be on his way back. That could bode well. Um, only help Hellebuck. He that's a ton of block shots. It is. Did I uh, miss that? No, there's there is like heavy reports on it that he's expected back. But they're saying even if he comes back to camp or to the team this week, it's gonna be like a month still. Yeah, check uh, check his Yahoo. I'll, update. I'll take a peek. Oh Yahoo, Never. there we go. Um, which is also connected to someone else. But uh, anyways, not good podcast talk there. Uh, number twelve, Potter fodder. Potter fodder. Number twelve, I had our boy David Riddick. Um. I love Calgary as a team. I think nice. they're phenomenal. Did you have Riddick, Brock? I, I, no, just on the outside. Fair, yeah. Fair. Uh, and Dean, I was and just curious. I was kind of on your side where, um, you know, even if he does do like last year where he, he gives it for 80% and blows it for the last 20, I still think he's a top 12 goalie. And whenever um, Cam Talbot does yeah. play, I'm not worried yeah. about him oh, yeah. coming from Oh, Riddick's not at all, job. especially what he's shown us so far. Um, also, for me, honorable mention just on the outside, maybe not above Carter Hart, but Peter Morazic um, out in Carolina, definitely doing something out there. Something to keep an eye on. Fair. Yeah. Um, not that I love him, but just saying he's definitely no, climbing great up team. the list. Just... Um, great team, as we mentioned. Great Corsi yeah. numbers, um, yeah. which means that bodes well for him. James They've been Ryan giving up a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. If you're in, there are leagues that uh, use saves instead of save percentage. Yeah, so Morazic's going to leave a yeah. lot of uh, luster there. Um, but yeah, if he, you know, it, 
he needs to play well, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but not a lot of competition there with James Reimer. I can't really see uh, either one of them. And even kind if of he gives you like a nine ten on that cold. team, yeah, like exactly. Percentage, exactly. You're gonna like that. Um, absolutely. Just with the shot volume, he's not gonna have a huge. For sure. Goals the goals against average is gonna be low. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely is playing above his draft value. I'll say that much. Yeah. For sure. Okay. For sure. One glaring omission for all of us. I mentioned earlier, Braden Holpe. Uh, I have Holpe. I have Holpe in the daily faceoff league. Pretty nervous right now. Uh, for me, if you're a Hopi owner, um, it was you know me omitting him from uh, my top twelve. Uh, to me, at this point, I'm not like overly concerned with what he's done to this point. I think he'll bounce back, but it's more um, about the presence of Ilya Samsonov. Um, he's looked really good. He's the goaltender of the future. Um, Hopi is on the final year of his deal. So they're going to want to see exactly what they have in, in, in their number one goaltender 30 prospect. years old. Yeah. Uh, so, <coughs> excuse me. Really reminds us of uh, Rene and Soros a few years ago, right? And yeah. The, but it's yeah. That never... situation could have gone one way or the yeah. other. Uh, even then, Soros played well and they still re-upped with Rene. Obviously, it ended up being the right decision. But Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sam Sonoff obviously is going to eat into Holby's value. Uh, Wait, to... what? Sorry, why are we not calling him Samsonov? Like, I, I know everyone's saying Samsonov, but Sergey Samsonov like played in the league for 15 it's like, years. It's what he wanted. Um, I don't know. Did, were we saying Sergey Samsonov wrong the oh, whole we time? Oh, we were. No, he, he was Sergey Samsonov. Yeah, don't no, tell me Sergei anything Samsonov different. So sure. why, are we just, why is it Samsonov? Hey, man. I think maybe that's just how he yeah, was. That's, that's just what I've heard so I know. I, I, again, I'm why is Brock I, Segan I, and uh, Tyler Sagan? Yeah. No, I've watched a couple Capitals games this season where he started. Yeah, it's just driving me nuts. Anyway, so he he's that's a big omission for us that obviously was um all right yeah 13 for me i beebs where'd you have Holby? Like, he was right uh, on yeah, the I, was say, he, I, had thir- right. I had 13 for yeah, me as well yeah. carter hart 14 uh, um okay uh, let's talk quickly um goalies under 50 percent on that you guys are fairly confident in um rostering if you guys are struggling in net um i'll just quickly go obviously uh yaroslav halak yep that's 48 percent owned a uh, lot to like about him Mike Smith, also 48% owned. Both guys in timeshares. Uh, both, both play on very good teams, at least so far. Um, I've always liked Mike Smith, too, and the Oilers look like they're winning hockey games right now. So yeah. um, Mike Smith is like 80 years old, which sure. is the real concern. Yep. Um, but, but he's a passionate I, I think 80, man. I think if we're mentioning Mike Smith, we should mention... Uh, Koskinen is looking just as good, well. absolutely. Oh, he's looking phenomenal. Um, Koskinen, How much rubber did he face last so night? Much. 49, I believe, shots? And, uh, all, yeah, and we saw Koskinen, at least for stretches last year. Look very good, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, also, for he stretches, looked like a 700 too. save yes, percentage goalie. Uh, much more available for Koskinen, too. Brock's just reading off my paper right now. 25% for Koskinen. Ilya Samsonov, 29%. I really like him. You know... He might not start a ton right now, but as the season progresses, I think he's somebody worth stashing on your bench. Could certainly start as much as Halak, and if we're mentioning Halak. Exactly. Um, Jack Campbell as well, 7% owned still right now. LA, not a great team, but he is so clearly better than Jonathan Quick Quick at this point in time. Um, I saw a tweet today that even in practice, Quick is just like fucking losing it. Like I heard he snapped his stick in half in practice today. He stayed on for extra work after Campbell left because he was starting. Stayed on for extra work, got lit up in practice, snapped a stick, was just losing it. Jonathan Quick is clearly on the decline. And Jack Campbell, I mean, he's done it. He, last year, he was like fifth in the league in save percentage. He's had yeah. a really good start Wins this year. Wins are alert. So, I yeah, think Jonathan the- Quick was never a goalie who was going to age gracefully. You know, he, <laughs> Not with that style, man. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. A- athletic goaltender for sure and hard reads, 
hard for you to hard like reads. how many times even when Jr. he was in his heyday how many times did we see him almost behind the net yeah. uh wide open cage because you lean the wrong way it, it happens a lot with quick uh and as soon as you lose that little half step in goal that little bit of athleticism and you're that type of goaltender it's going to get ugly especially on a team like that yeah certainly doesn't help uh and you know i i think in, in the right situation uh, on, a, on a much better team and a limited role quick could definitely still be a good goaltender uh but it looks like campbell is just more suited to take on this kind of heavy usage role at this point uh you know take on all the heavy shot volume so yeah i I like campbell a lot the king's team might be better than uh we thought maybe somewhere in between where they were two years ago and where they were last year um so i'll go real quick i had uh yaroslav holak and mike smith as well like brock said both 48 percent uh the one that i i won't say that i'm surprised you didn't mention brock but i guess i'll mention him for you uh, I do think Jimmy Howard is worth mentioning here. Uh, obviously, the Red Wings That's are crazy. a terrible, terrible team. He's consistent, though. Uh, Jimmy Howard, just 25% owned. Yes, very consistent. His splits uh, the last three seasons, he's basically been right at a 9-10 for the last three years. 11 straight years with a 9-06 or better. Last two seasons, like I said, 9-10 and 9-09. Um, I am very confident in using Jimmy in the right matchups. It's really worth adding if you're in uh, trouble goaltending because, um, like I said, he's going to return value in the right matchups uh, against Calgary tonight uh, or against Toronto on Saturday. Obviously, these aren't the kind of matchups I'm talking about. Um, but but when he's lined up against the mediocre or subpar team, I think Howard is definitely worth playing. Uh, and if you're in trouble, that could be worth rostering for the full year and just working I honestly, it. like as a Red Wings fan, right. I, I just don't see there being that many matchups where I'm just like, yeah, I feel confident mm-hmm. in them winning. Like, it's not trying. that you have to feel confident in them winning. It's just that you have to feel the confident Bernie that he's not going to get light up. He can help pad your splits and you yeah. can maybe win the game. I'm talking about bottom 15 teams. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you look at the teams he's played against, against so far this season, he's played against Nashville, uh, Anaheim, where he just gave up 20 or three goals on 29 shots, which wasn't great. He looked good against Nashville, 39 and 42. Mm-hmm. And then he had to play the Maple Leafs and the yeah. Flames tonight. So it hasn't been a lot of great matchups so far. He's still managed a 9-10 heading into tonight. And um, uh, we all know there's going to be the classic Jimmy Howard might be traded once trade deadline sure, comes around. Sure, and if absolutely. he for once does get moved, um, you know, that's a guy who picks up a ton right. of money. But, but you never want to bank on I that. I just think um, the goaltending position is very thin this season. There's not a lot of guys that you feel very confident in starting game in and game out. When and I guys, think there's a lot of people that with guys we talked about that were drafted high, maybe you drafted to Braden Holpe and you didn't think you needed a lot of help uh, and you're in a slightly deeper league and there's not that much help available I think Jimmy could be worth rostering for the full season uh, just for example in the uh, Daily Faceoff podcast League Brock I had Bennington uh, and then I try desperately I, I knew it was a risk at the time but uh, I tried to save it with taking Blackwood and Schneider so I'm stuck with Bennington uh, and, and Jersey's right two now. goaltenders yeah. so I you know I'm in the type of spot where hopefully one of those guys uh, will at least become the starter on a, a shitty team uh, praying it's Mackenzie Blackwood I can drop Schneider and pick up a another guy like Coward and just hope to get maybe one to two decent starts out of those two this week and pat it with a guy like Bennington. So I think there's probably a lot of people out there uh, who could get usage out of a guy like Coward. Cause if you look at the goalies that are available under 50%, there's like what, there's like maybe five or six between 50 yeah, and yeah. 15. Like it gets, it drops off. Pretty You're looking at like Alex Stalock who might take Dubnik's job, but Absolutely. not after tonight, let in three um, through two periods. Yeah. Another um, weird spot. Yeah. I, I'm not crazy Super about weird. owning either of them. Uh, yeah. I, I got one goalie too, just to mention, we mentioned him earlier. UC Saros. I'm not ready to give up on this guy, boys. Um, you know, we, we never have. Um, and he's someone who's currently only 14% owned. Someone who is on a good team. And, you know, you have a couple bad starts as a backup goalie. Um, 
you can you can turn around pretty quick. Um, I still expect them to have faith in him. He might only get 30 starts. Who cares? You're gonna get 30 pretty quality starts. But as of right now, it's looking super bleak. But again, you know, already down one nothing to the Coyotes as right. of the taping of this show. Probably worth more of a, a stream, like a, a yeah. streaming option. He's one where you can play the matchups. The starts are gonna be few and far between. I feel and, more yeah. confident playing his matchups than Jimmy's. For oh, sure. absolutely. Well, the thing about Jimmy's is the mat. Like you're gonna have a lot more starts to choose from, and as oh, you get later sure. in the week, you're gonna get desperate, and it's just gonna be nice to have a goalie that you and can right plug now they're- in and. A game they at least have a 40 percent chance of winning it, right now they're leaning on bernier fairly heavily as well like it's been an equal split yeah. and i think that it'll start to shift towards jimmy's way um and you'll have even more start off do you think that's part of the tank i was actually thinking that i'm like is this because you know they're not. no bernie actually has played well up until yeah um the other night so yeah his first couple starts he actually looked really good okay um this is the most recent start he looked. Hey, I, got all, I got all love for Jay Burns. No, in, in Vancouver, he did not yeah. look good. Um, all right, let's get to weekend Colorado streamers. Uh, just really quick, I'm just going to rattle off teams that play Friday and uh, Sunday, and then we'll kind of talk about the players that are available on those teams. Uh, Anaheim plays Friday, Sunday. Uh, you've got Chicago Friday, Sunday, Edmonton, New York Rangers, Washington and Capitals. Washington Capitals. So mm-hmm. those are the teams that we're kind of looking at uh, picking players up from. So D, we'll start with you. Give us a call. You know, I know you probably got about nine or ten on there, but uh, yeah, I'll just rattle them off, and then you guys can go uh, into more depth of the guys that you like in particular. Yep. Anaheim, just looking at options, maybe uh, below forty percent uh, that'll be available in most leagues and get the usage. We got Getzlav, Cache, mm. and Henrique. Uh, Chicago, there's really only Dylan Strom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Really, Anaheim's the only one with multiple options out there of guys that are playing in the top six and widely available. Edmonton, Zach Cassian's the obvious candidate. Uh, the Rangers, it's Buchnevich. And Washington, probably the only one that uh, would really be worth streaming. I think Washington's the least appealing team just because of uh, you know the, the uh, construction of their lineup. Uh, but Yakovrana, I think, is the one that's worth mentioning. 18% always great. Always a great pickup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, D mentioned it. I'll, I'll go into mine here. we got an Anaheim streamer, um, an absolute Windsor alert, Adam Henrique. Currently eight percent owned. This is someone we saw kind of move up the lineup in uh, in not kind of he moved up the lineup in Anaheim. He is currently their number one center. Getzlaf definitely taking a step back. I love Ryan Getzlaf, but you know age comes. And um, Henrique has been playing alongside Ricard Raquel as well as um, Jakob Silverberg. They're looking quite well. Three goals in his last two games and an Mine assist. Mine looks really good right now. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, he's playing top line power play. I just really like that position. Also, they play a nice Friday Sunday schedule. Um, he scored 20 or more goals four times in his career, which is kind of yeah. crazy. He is a very natural goal scorer. Um, had a 30 goal year while he was in New Jersey. This is uh, this is someone I honestly think it's a center. So you know you got a ton of them. But this is someone if you are yeah, if you're Friday, Sunday, you'll be able to fit yeah. in your lineup. You can you can get well you can that's you can get him in your lineup. You could almost hang on to him for next week. Ride him while he's hot. Um, especially uh, I I I don't love Anaheim fantasy pieces, but yeah. I do love number one centers well, and number one power play centers. It's worth mentioning though too. Uh, obviously. Andre Cash is a guy that I'm uh, in love with. Uh, just the shot volume is ridiculous. 19 shots already on the year, just 15% owned. Uh, the one thing that's worth mentioning about the Ducks, uh, playing against Carolina on Friday, the Hurricanes, uh, you know, while being a really good team, they also do give up a shitload of uh, chances, uh, at least so far through the first uh, five or yeah, six games. A lot more season. than last year, for sure. Yeah, a lot more than last year. And then on Sunday, they play against the Flames, where they will probably catch Cam Talbot. 
Um, for start of the season, Cam Talbot. Second, mm-hmm. second start of the season. Oh, my bad. Yeah, second start of the season for Cam Talbot. Uh, so, that's my pickup, actually, was Cam Talbot. Yeah, so yeah. that's a good kind of a good spot for the Ducks. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, if you want to pick up Henry, you want to pick up Cash. I, um, and again, uh, I didn't mention him before, but Silverberg also widely available. Yeah. Uh, not like probably the fourth that I would take just generally, but if it comes to Sunday and, you know, it's just one category is going to swing the matchup. Uh, Silverberg is a guy that's going to kill penalties with some offensive upside. You never, obviously, you don't want to bet on a shorthanded goal taking place but if that's the type of thing that could swing your matchup um you know might as well get a guy with some offensive upside who's actually going to be killing penalties and could potentially happen uh if he scores a shorty on sunday i'm i'm, I'm the best popping uh, off that's the, the best, best. That's um, best. yeah obviously uh dylan strom you mentioned yeah big mm-hmm. option out there 36 percent uh, owned for strom columbus blue jackets on friday washington capitals on sunday um, then you've also Zach Cassian. They've got yeah. the uh, Red Wings on Friday, which is amazing. Twenty five percent owned for Cassian, and in Winnipeg, highest he's ever been for sure. <laughs> in Winnipeg on Sunday, yep. Pavel Buchnevich. They've got Buch. in Washington and against Vancouver. Uh, just talk about a 16% couple of sixteen percent owned. Yeah, talk about a couple goaltending streamers for the weekend. Uh, Thatcher Demko, obviously, uh, his own percentage has gone up quite a bit this week. Uh, started against Detroit on Tuesday with the win. Um, started tonight in St. Louis. Jakob Markstrom is expected to return to the team by this weekend, but they have a, a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back, so you have to figure that Demko either gets in Jersey on Saturday or in New York on Sunday. Both so nice. So Demko, uh, if you already own him, hold on to him. Even though Markstrom's coming back, you should still get one more start out of him this weekend. Um, also, Keith Kincaid might be somebody worth looking at as well. Um, he should start in Minnesota on Sunday. So if you're absolutely desperate come Sunday, maybe stash Kincaid just waiting for that start in Minnesota. The, the Wild are really struggling out of the gate. Um, so a lot of upside there for Kincaid to kind of maybe steal a win for you. Half decent night. Um, but then again, like you said, Biebs. Oh, Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. I, I just wanted to go off just because it's so obvious. If you need a win this weekend, this is, guys, they're playing LA and A9. Um, like you could not have a better match. But I think we're going to run into this a lot on weekends um, with teams getting that West Coast swing. Um, just Cam Talbot, not a great option. He's probably going to get you like a 900 save yeah, percentage. I mean, Keith Might let in three point. or four goals. But again, if you need that win, that's one whole category that you could uh, you could take a swing on for a guy who is for sure going to get yeah. one of those two Isn't starts. Isn't that fun when you're just like, you're down by like one win or tied in wins, but you're just getting blown away. Absolutely. Save percentage and goals. I, yeah. Like, I'm in, a, I'm in a matchup this week. It's so frustrating. I hate Yahoo so much sometimes. But I picked up Samson off last night because I'm like, whatever, he's starting as a lease, but <sighs> like, nice they're probably going to win because Hutchinson's dog shit yeah. they ended up winning for whatever reason i locked him into my lineup and then i go on this morning I'm like all right let's see i got that win and he just wasn't in my lineup so i'm like what the fuck it's wasted a pickup and he just wasn't even in my lineup <laughs> but i'm like the guy i'm playing against has like a 1.0 goals against average and a 960 save percentage and i can't beat it anyway yeah so like i can't so i'm like whatever i'm gonna just max out the goalie starts this week is and then just didn't even fucking yeah. play well b's so gonna far. test that's basically what i do all season long. oh d is it's, the man for it it's shit when you're playing in a league for him because you He'll be a couple hours or even days ahead of you, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be a great." Oh, what? What's he doing on D start? <laughs> yeah, but I like it's uh, especially on drafts a lot easier to load up on uh, skating talent, uh, and then just cram as much goalie starts you can get, kind of yeah. just right off the splits, goals against the save percentage, and maybe hope you get a shutout and play for the wins every week. Because uh, generally, a lot more skater categories than uh, goalie categories. So yeah, absolutely. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the. 10th episode of the 5th season of the TFO podcast brought to you by Odd Shark. Uh, as always, um, hope you guys enjoy the Blue Stones. I'm Brock Segan, Dylan D. Berthew, Michael B. Bondi. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys back here next week. Let's hope we uh, get some consistency. Consistency by next week? Consistency. <laughs>
tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 